Hey guys, this is Boys and Ghouls Film Review. I'm your host, Sarah Stevenson. This is my co-host, Mike Stevenson. Hi guys. And tonight we're reviewing um, a direct-to-video movie called Space Chase that was released in 1990. Isn't that right, Mike? Something along those lines. Actually, I normally do this part at the end. Mm. Um, this movie may have been released, uh, directed to video, hmm. but I've had a look on Amazon, Amazon, eBay, and different places. I cannot find a copy of it. However, you can get a, you can see it on YouTube, hmm. and um, if you really, really get desperate, uh, you can download a copy off YouTube. Hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I, I don't normally say that, but hmm. I've looked at all the other places that I don't think you can get anywhere else. Yeah, true. Okay. And just so you guys know, um, they used a lot of. Other sci- other sci-fi influences in this movie. Yeah, I they, say. They, they took a bit from here and a little bit from a bit from there. B, A and from Column B. As an example, Star Wars, um, Battlestar Galactica, Star Trek. What do you name it? And 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 they took a uh, a leaf out of the Ed Wood Junior uh, School of Filmmaking uh, when they went to uh, make this production. Exactly. <laughs> No, I'm not knocking Ed Wood or the guy who made this. Mm, yeah. I mean, this is a very, very, very low-budget movie. Exactly by, so. By the looks of it. Mm. So what it is is what it is for, with a very low budget, okay? Mm, quite. Uh, yeah, so I'm not going to bag it, but it's just it's, 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 if you're going to watch it, don't be ex- don't expect a world-class movie. Mm, okay. Exactly so. Now, do you want to st- uh, I'll, go, I'll go through the producers, directors or stuff and Yeah, exactly whatever, so. Blah, blah, blah. But I don't think it... I think that it's another do-it-all... You- by yourself, by the well, book. Well, yeah, I think it's more of an independent sort of thing by the looks of thing. A guy called Nick Kimaz, I think it's right to pronunciation, K-I-M-A-Z. Hmm. He wrote the uh, screenplay, well, story and the screenplay, whatever. Uh, he directed the uh, movie as well. And produced it too. And produced it properly. I didn't, I, didn't, I couldn't find that information when I was going through the notes. Um, now, the special effects was uh, uh, done by Rob Main. I don't know Rob Main, but if it was low budget, he uh, is struggling with money to do whatever. So what he did was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for what he had. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. okay. Now the actors. Barry James Hickey plays our hero and lead actor, the lead yeah. male. Uh, uh, mm. Our uh, plays Ryan Chase, hence the name of the movie, mm. Space Chase. Yeah, mm. he reminds me a little bit of Han Solo because yeah, Han Solo he's witch, a bounty yeah. hunter. Um, he likes um, gambling, stuff, uh, stuff yeah. like that. And you got an offsider, yeah, yeah. co-pilot. Yeah. And now, that's it, not a dog creature. No. Or, no. He's a chameleon. His name's Art. A chameleonoid or whatever. Yeah, chameleon. <laughs> uh, now, uh, yeah, Barry plays Ryan Chase. Uh, now, Patrick Coon, I think it's the right pronunciation, plays Art the chameleon, his assistant. Lee Korth plays a Dr. Chrome. He's the the lead bad guy. Yeah. Something like, uh, somewhere like an Emperor Palpatine sort. That's how I guys. see it yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, okay. mm. Now, the good bits. A, guy, a lady, very nice, pretty lady, called Tracy Hart plays Aurora. Now, she's a tomboy daughter of a Dr. Ingram who gets kidnapped by Dr. Chrome's people. Exactly. Now, she's sort of like the... Uh, uh, a bit like... Um, 
strong A bit like Princess Leia sort of character go out there, isn't afraid of a fight, and you know, and still, and still fight for what she wants, and, mm. and she to take on the bad guys in the battle or whatever. Mm. Now, she has a sister. Julie Nine plays Romany. Eye candy. Eye candy. Looks <laughs> like a model. So that came out of a beauty parlour. And pretty damn useless to everybody. Uh, oh yeah, it, it, like, yeah, but that's the role, obviously. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> knocking Julie, but uh, that's they say he had the the tomboy daughter and the girly daughter. Yeah, yeah and if you guys are wondering which mm. one he, he he's interested in, it's the, it's the, the tomboy one. Yeah, of course. He's, he's interesting, got character, and, and yeah, whatever. Yeah. So mm. anyway, a lot of people. I imagine a lot of people when they were filming this probably be asking. Um, the director, Nick, um, he, they probably asked him, why didn't he fall for Romany? She was well, practically yeah, all beautiful and all that and stuff. He doesn't want an airhead. He wants a real woman. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. It's just that, it's just exactly what most people have asked me when I was doing Attack of the Cat. People, they asked me about the relationship between the female lead and the male lead a lot. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's like when I go on a holiday somewhere really special, I'm going to spend big dollars. I want to go... On a holiday where I can see something new and learn something, I don't want to sit mm. under a palm tree drinking. I, mm. I can do that at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah some uh, bra- uh, uh, brain food. Anyway, exactly. moving right along. Anyway, moving on. John Wilcox. He plays Doctor Ingram. Mm. Now he's uh, an inventor, a doctor, a really nice guy. He gets kidnapped by Doctor Crohn's guys. And, and he... didn't you say something to me about uh, his acting is ravish? Terrible. Can I get on for a minute? Okay. Okay, you do this to me every time I'm talking. You sort of talk over me, and well, yeah. I'm just asking you because you were no, no, telling I, me the other I day might. that <laughs> he's acting very, really bad. No, no, I didn't say he's acting very, very bad. Can I actually finish what I'm talking about, and I'll actually expand on it? Sure. Thank you. Now, actually, he plays up in England. Like I said, he gets. Uh, uh, kidnapped by Chrome's people, of course he's a member of some sort of energy source that Chrome wants to run his uh, droids, whatever. Yeah. Now this um, uh, John Wilcox, not a bad guy, um, does a reasonably good role, but his acting fe- seems very a bit stagey to me. Uh, I don't know about the other people, but he got this sort of um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I was yeah, but they're like stagey. I, I don't think he's, he doesn't come over as comfortable in front of. Um, mm. Uh, a camera. He's more of a stage actor, mm. I think. Can't yeah. find the information on him. That's the gut feeling I get. Yeah. But yeah, he, look, he, he didn't have a big role. His daughters had the bigger role. Yeah, and yeah. I do think that this is another one of those movies where they get the actors from theatres, well, productions, yeah. well, a, yeah. and get them to do this sort of thing. Well, it's a cheap, it's a cheap, if it's a cheap movie, you're not going to attract a big actor, so you get anybody you can get. So yeah. anyway, moving right along to the, I mean, it's not the last of the people, but the last I'm going to talk about. Uh, a lady called Ruthie Noma, I think is the right pronunciation of <laughs> her name. She plays, or it does the voice of Gloria, which is a robot on the uh, robot computer, yeah, well, yeah, mm-hmm. computer voice on the spaceship that Ryan Chase is um, flying. Now, she's really cool. She's funny. I love her voice. She's and pretty cool. And she's really sarcastic sometimes and witty and cynical she's really good yeah. <laughs> now i will I will, i'm not going to talk about all the other people but it this does raise a thing and when i first watched this movie the opening credits even though it went on for a couple of minutes seemed to drag on because i think it had every act up even the tea lady was <laughs> in the opening <laughs> credits and it's good enough to have them at the end 
all the people who made it happen. But you'd think you'd contain the opening credits to the main half a dozen actors. Yeah, too. He had something like 20, 25, 30 actors in the opening credits. And, mm. and Fred Smith, I don't even know who Fred Smith was, you know. Mm. Um, yes. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, sometimes less is more. Mm. <laughs> anyway, irrespective, um, I won't go on, but um, like I said, yeah, it's available on YouTube, mm. in case I forget later on. Um, but yeah, that's about all I can say about this. Um, apart from the fact that um, it's an interesting watch. Mm-hmm. So Sarah's going to tell you a story now. Oh, once yeah. upon a time, there was another thing I should <laughs> mention that this is not the first film project that Nick has done. The director, um, he, his second that? film is was called Rage of Vengeance. Okay. That was done it released in nineteen eighty. Eight. Uh, a year or so before. Okay. Mm. Okay. So it was a year then. Okay. So now, do you want to tell the story to the good folk listening? Yes. No. Okay. So it starts off with um, the evil Dr. Kronos Chrome wants to um, um, get special um, formula to make sure his robots live longer life because every time they need to get re-energized, like, like, like robot, toy got, robots, you need to recharge their batteries or... It can take an hour or two or something. Yeah. So, yeah, he's... A, yeah. yeah, so... You would think he'd stage their charging. Yeah, yeah, and once he gets them properly recharged, he hopes to rule the world with them. In, well, the galaxy. Or rule the universe the galaxy or whatever. Yeah. all that stuff. Like Palpatine. Yes. Yay, I'm Yay. in charge. Yay. Mm. Meanwhile, um, let me see, Ryan Chase and his... his, his his um, colleague are just taking back a, a okay. prisoner. They're bounty hunters, just so you know. Like Good a lot, being at it. yeah, and they're and they're they gamble a bit of money here and there, as I said before, and. And of course, Ryan's not a really good gambler. He keeps he losing. He loses more money than he gains. If you get my meaning. Yep. <laughs> exactly right. Yes. Anyway, they end up taking their bounty to a special. Um, I guess prison or police station or, oh, probably, or whatever probably, they used yeah, back so, then. So, some sort of official a modern police station. Yeah. Anyway, and but yeah. the prisoner escapes <laughs> and he had to shoot him. Yes. Oh, shame, shame, shame. Meanwhile, the bad guys um, are planning on abducting. I mean, what's his name? Um, Doctor. Dr. Chrome's the mean guy. Okay, the Dr. Chrome, the mean guy, he's actually going to, he's going to go ahead and abduct um, Dr. Ingram and his daughters in order to get the secret for to make his his robots live yeah, longer. Yeah, you can't go on a radio shack and just buy batteries for them, okay, folks? Mm. Yeah, so he orders um, his men to go ahead and do this. And he, he allows his second-in-command, um, um, Dr. Um, Yosef, I think his name was. Uh, is he a doctor or just a captain or something? A uh, captain, or I think. Captain, yeah. And mm. to look after the sh- the um, and take control of the ship while he's busy. Yeah, and like, like Ram Moff Tarkin out of Star Wars. Yeah, hey, exactly. That's, that's, that's a good analogy, isn't it? Yeah, another mm. analogy is that he told him to protect the ship as if it was his own son. And he says, and his son's right there, just so you know, because, and... <coughs> He's, and the bad guy says his life will depend upon it if you don't do your job correctly. Meaning, um, this is, I think that dear old Yusuf is like a cross between Darth Vader and, what's his name? 
you mentioned? Green Moff Tarkin. Yeah, head. so he's a cross between both of those. He's, um, he has a love for his son, and he doesn't want him to get hurt. Yeah, but he's in charge of the spaceship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. meanwhile, yeah. back on in the, the um, modern the <coughs> police station, um, Ray, I mean, um, Ryan Chase is talking with um, 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 Joseph's um, wife and the kid's mum about trying to find his, her husband and her kid. That's right, yeah, that was a lady, yeah, yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, he turns it down flat. He doesn't really want to. He doesn't to. really get involved with this crone guy. It's sort of like a one person taking on Darth Vader and, and, and the Emperor. Um, yeah. One person can make a difference, but not in that case. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, meanwhile, he who, who who lives and run, who he who fights and runs away lives to fight another day. You know. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> meanwhile, the the robots finally got Doctor In- Ingrin. Ingrin, and they were about to take the daughters, but luckily enough, um, the um two daughters were able to get away. Into oh, and eventually they get onto Ryan Chase's sp- ship. And Ryan's saying he didn't really, wasn't too thrilled to see them there at the beginning of this movie. He, he doesn't really he, like females because he, he was married to one. Yes, and he divorced from that one. Yeah. And he weighs well, not. Why. Yes, mm. I think that Gloria is trying to set him up with one of the girls. I'm not sure. Well, I, I like to think she is. Or yeah. both of them. <laughs> oh yeah, freeze them. <laughs> hey, don't be rude. Anyway, so anyway, um, Ryan refuses at first, but after a quiet persuasion or peaceful persuasion, he was able to convince them that maybe they can go to someone who's much more better to to do the job. So they go down to a special Rebel Alliance type place who will be gladly to help them out, but unfortunately they turn them down because they don't have enough the efficient manpower to yeah, help them. They thought, I think they've been a Rebel Alliance type guys, what do you reckon? That's gut feeling. I have a gut feeling, yes. Yeah. I agree with you, Mike. Mm-hmm. And of course, these guys, they turn them down because <laughs> they don't think it's enough good enough cause to just help go ahead yeah, do this. and they have limited resources and they don't want to waste them. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, um, but anyway, moving on. So moving as the girls leave, uh, so as the girls leave the special base, they one of the girls named Romani, 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 Romani the, the blondie looking one. Yeah, the um, airhead one. Uh, well, you know, that's, that's well, that's a good description of it. She's like, oh my nails, yeah, like yeah, that's all stuff. Yeah. She gets abducted and. So that leaves us with the tomboy girl to st- we stick with throughout yeah. the c- episode, I mean movie. She's nice, I like her. She's my type of girl. She's yeah. kind of cool. Yes, she is. She's good. Mm. Good value. Yes, so... Anyway. Aurora, that's her name, just so you know. Aurora. I think that name was taken from one of the Star Trek characters. You know, I think... No, um, there was that's that... Uh, Uhura you're thinking of. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, guys. Uh, yeah, the dark lady who was... Uh, Communications or something or other. Yeah, yeah something no, no. Like that. So anyway, they eventually get onto their their mini <clears throat> ship and head off to to the bad guys. He, you know, headquarters. Oh, the, the wizard, the wind, the foot, the sword. Yes. Okay. Anyway, they then disguise their ship as one of the enemy ships. It is using one of those uh, some sort of a imaging thing. Yeah, some kind of yeah. um, a clone, um, not cloning. I mean, it throws, it throws an image in front of this spaceship, so it looks like one of the other guys' spaceship. Mm-hmm. Interesting concept. I agree. Uh, I agree. I mean, yeah, you drive yeah. down the road, the old little, little VW, and you put a little image at the front, make it look like a big Ford. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I can see that. Or yeah. a magician's yeah. trick, you know. Yeah. Tr- 
smoke and mirrors. <laughs> so anyway, they go on to the um, to the um, to the big spaceship, and they go on board, and they find the um, the the uh, Doctor. Uh, I don't know. I can't really say his name. Which one? Doctor Ingrin. Ingrin the and one who's the prisoner. Romani, Rom, Romeo. I mean, Romani. Romani. <laughs> sorry, I can't, I can't really pronounce the names properly. Romani. I'm sorry, guys. I'm really bad. I mean, terrible names. Just say Barbie. Okay, Barbie. <laughs> okay, right. Barbie. Yeah. Yeah, think of her. Yeah, okay. Barbie instead of Romani. Um, <laughs> so anyway, um, so um, they get them out. They even run across um, um, you, you know, Yosef's son, daughter, with, yeah. son, uh, who who helps them out for a bit, but he then scatters off and do his own business. Yeah, he's not real sure which side, which side, uh, which side to take the. To follow the, uh, the the dark side or the light side. Yeah. Oh, whatever. <laughs> so anyway, they then get trapped by the bad guys and they were forced into confinement. So and this is where in one of the other scenes, um, Doctor. Uh, Which the, the, the good doctor. Doctor Ingrin. In- Think of smiling. Grin. Ingrin. <laughs> um, decides to. Um, help the bad guys, you know, with their their formula thing. So he does, and and Ryan was able to watch, you know, this upcoming experiment because his dad, as it turned out in the beginning of this movie, turns out he used to work on the similar formula. His or, or dad was next a, 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 a fellow scientist. Uh, scientist with Dr. Ingram. Yes, yeah, he, yeah. he worked with Dr. Ingram and the other evil doctor and all but that. But the evil doctor decided, hey, I want to rule the world with this power, mm. and he broke away. He mm. Obviously a megalomaniac to the 10th degree, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So anyway, they were... So we then get to see for ourselves what this machine does it ca- and by them using a human being. And when the human being goes into the machine, they he turns into a human shish kebab. Yeah. Hey. Mm. It did. Yes. It didn't look real good. No. <coughs> yeah. So they... With great power comes great responsibility. Okay. So yeah. they return to their cell with the promise... By the bad guy that they'll be set free, which I doubt, to be honest. He lies. And anyway, um, the bad head bad guy says to it, Yosef, that 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 they'll soon rule the world, all that stuff. If I rule the world, sorry, sorry. And Yosef talks to his son, and his son wants to go home to his mum, but um, Yosef says that his that his wife didn't want him around, and. Of course, sad. And, but Aww. the boy says, "That's a lie." Mother loved loved us both, and of course, he, Joseph gets fed up with his son and tells him to go to his room. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, as a good father would. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Eventually, but he goes and decides to release the prisoners instead, realizing that they're going to get killed anyway. Yeah, bugger. <laughs> Soon enough, it's a bit of a. Um, a sort of a cat mouse chase in this Meow. whole thing. They eventually get to the um they do a run around the whole place. Run, 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 run. Just run. so you guys know, um this place is sort of um most of the um sets that we used in this were for, taken from Battlestar Galactica sets. What's that style, yeah. The style anyway. So anyway, they get they eventually get chased down by the bad guys, but eventually they get onto their ship 
and they drive away, and along with fighting a few more drive bad guys. Away. Oh well, they ride away. Have they got wheels? Nope. No, they, <laughs> they ride away anyway, and <laughs> they eventually fight off the bad guys as best they can. And and when they they also heard from that from Yosef's son that it that they will be invading the um their galaxy very soon hopefully. They got nothing better. It's a slow day, you know. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So uh-huh. so Ryan has only one thought to think about. He has to go back to to the bad guys' ship and explode it, even though they're a very small ship and they don't have very much. Manpower or I saw Luke Skywalker drop a little bunny torpedo thing down the ventilation shaft and blow up the Death Star. Yeah, okay. Mm. Anyway, he has some special grenades or bombs in his, you know, in possession that could blow the whole place up. up. Hopefully. (laughs) So, anyway, who says you can't um, be able to kill, destroy a single person at a time? Something like that. So anyway, yeah. Um, so they get to the there, and the, again they disguise the um their little ship, again, yeah. again, and Ryan sneaks aboard, very, sneak, 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 very sneak, quietly, sneak, sneak. of course, at first. But then he gets spotted by some of the bad guys, and it took them a while to realize that they, the ship has to leave the docking bay because the um the um hologram image on the ship it was fading, so they had to. Leave the um, big okay. ship to to in order to fight off a few more horrible fighters. When they give you the ships, eh? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I know. Anyway, <laughs> soon enough, reinforcements arrive in the form of those <laughs> those 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 rebel alliance guys. They start fighting. There a lot of gun, all that stuff. Yeah, Han Solo would have loved it. Yeah. Oh yeah, he would love it. <laughs> so anyway, eventually. Um, Ryan loads his last few bombs on the on the big ship, and he was able to return back onto his little ship and get away. Yep. A- and this and this. Let's get the ship out of here. Yeah, he of course again they do a little bit more bam bam thank you ma'am whatever. Hey, that'd be rude. <laughs> well, anyway. There might be kitties listening. Okay? True, true. So anyway, he gets it from after things quiet down. He then gets the news from Doctor. The good guy, the good guy, Doctor Ingram, who tells him that that his father was murdered by Doctor Chrome. Yes, and that he didn't tell Ryan because he was worried about him going to head off and get himself killed and do something stupid. But Ryan Make is story. now that he, the bomb is going to be set for to detonate in a, say a couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. He wants to go back to the big ship so he can know one hundred percent that the bad guy's going to be dead. Yeah. But yes, yes. so he goes back. Vengeance be mine, saith the Lord. Yeah. No, 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 no. As not, I said before, it's a it's right. a weird story. So it's anyway. It's a weird story. So bad. he heads back to the the ship. The whole place is a turtle wreck. All the a robots. Wreck? Yeah. Or a total wreck. No total wreck. And oh, all the robots, I think, wreck, are yeah. killed. I think some of them. Yeah. And eventually, Ryan does find him, and well, he actually, um, vice versa, I sh- the other way around. The bad guy finds him in his in his office, and he, he wasn't says, sitting on the toilet, was he? Uh, no. No, okay, just on the checking. Fr- on the throne. <laughs> he was on the throne. Same thing. Anyway, um, Ryan just says, "You forgot to tell me. You killed my father." And my name is Ding Dion Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. 
very likely. Mandy Patinkin out of uh, Princess Bride, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, he tries to at first bribe him, but or not bribe him. He, he suggests, "Don't harm me. I'll give you anything you want: money, power, all that stuff." But um, he then tries to shoot him. In the process, we end up having another little brief chase, and uh-huh. we soon head into the special chamber that that has a, a special machine that can regenerate the um. Oh, that, that's how it is. Yes. Soon enough, he, Ryan has him trapped in, inside the machine thing. And he, he turns the power on. Yes. Oh, and meanwhile, dear. just before we, he, he, he turns it on, um, Yosef, um, his sec, the um, bad guy second appears, and he just shoots one of the robots, and he's very badly injured. He's not walking really well. I suspect that he might have got oh. injured during all the battling. Battling. Anyway. Battling is a good word. Battling. Anyway, eventually, um, he then Ryan turns back to the, to the um, evil bad guy and turns on the machine. Full power. <laughs> and soon enough, we see... Um, I'm melting. Oh, what a world. Yeah, we, and we get a good glimmer of what what became of him in this scene, which is, I think puddle, is really I, cool. What, what was he, a puddle? No, no he was um, a complete rotten-out skeleton. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 that's right. I forgot. Yeah, I thought I, it was I, clever. I've seen so many movies and so many good endings like that. Yeah, yeah powder, something else. Yeah, yeah eventually, yeah. Um, Ryan turns away, and as he's walking out the door, he picks up um, Joseph and takes him with him to his ship. And he meets his son there mm. because the son's already yeah. uh, decided to go away. The good guys say, so "There's a family reunion. Mm-hmm. Everybody was feasting on." Apples and oranges and aardvarks, tongues and... Yeah, that'd be gross. Okay, pomegranates. (laughs) So, eventually, they finally leave one last time and the place blows up. Very nice. Very nice. And everyone's happy and and Ryan Chase is finally, you know... is able to get over himself and fall in love with the other girl. With the yeah, girl. Aurora seems to be attracted to him by now. He is a hero yeah. who saved her dad. Yeah, while she, while they're lip locking, Gloria is going lip-locking. on. Lip locking, whatever. Gloria is counting up the numbers. Tonsil hockey. <laughs> Gloria is counting up the the digits, money digits, on how much their their they, they may have earned during their both the, their the, the missions. Yeah, missions. Hey, did he get any, any extra credits for killing Chrome? Oh, maybe. Well, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. How can you imagine that? Probably a lot of well, millions. Well, he wants to go against Chrome and do something naughty. Well, you know, he's doing something naughty and blah, 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 blah. He actually killed the naughty guy. Mm-hmm, he did. No more naughty things happening. Ah. Ah. Well, not not late until late, Laura. Well, I wouldn't think so. Yeah. Yeah, it's a small, ga- it's a big galaxy. You never know what, maybe the biggest thing might be out hey, there. Hey, he might have a clone. Ooh. Hey. There's a good song, Send in the Clones. No, <laughs> no. Oh, that's Send in the Clowns. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wrong, wrong song. Yeah, as I okay. said before, this movie has taken a lot a lot of other sci-fi uh, stories now we finish the storyline now. Yes. Everyone's, everyone's living happily ever after young off the sunset. Ta-da. Now, mm, <laughs> post-mortem, well, post-mortem time. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> we'll do. Yeah. I wish that this movie was a little bit more creative in the story. I mean, I like the um, costumes and all of these sets. I just wish that the story was a little bit more constructive. I mean, years ago I used to watch, I watched this movie a while back and I thought it was pretty interesting, but now that I've rewatched it, I feel like there's something lacking. It is. A 
couple of million dollars. No, no, you see, see, what I've said spoken to you before, if this was on a really small shoestring budget, it's been made down to a price Mm. of what they had. So you can't knock it totally for that. Remember months and months ago we talked about Ed Wood? Yes. Okay. um, I like Ed Wood, Jr., now, people say, oh, that, that's, that idiot couldn't make a movie to save his life. It's not the point. He had, he had very little money, no backers, didn't have any good actors, uh, relied himself to write it, produce, direct, whatever. Um, he tried. He had heart, and he tried to make it happen. Mm. And when I look at these guys, these independent guys, like this um, Nick, uh, whatever his last name is, um, Nick uh, Kimaz, I mean... If they're doing a shoestring budget, you've only got so much money to go around. You cannot, you know, you cannot pull a rabbit out of a hat all the time. So, for what it is, if it's a low-budget movie, painted sets, I'll say average script, not a bad script, average script, and passable acting on most of the people. And then when that guy who played Dr. Ingram, a little bit too stagey for my liking. Hmm. Um... He, that's what he had to work with. Um, but the, I think the directorship and continuity and all the other good things weren't too bad. Yeah, quite right. Yeah. Uh, you got to look at the positives on them as well. It's like, oh, pay crap, rah, rah, rah. But I yeah. look at the positives as well. Mm. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, I do wish that, that more than ever that there was more information we can... We yeah, we can can't find too much information on this one, which yeah. is a bit shame. Um, yeah. I can't even find anything on um, the, the producer-director guy um, too much. Mm. He's... Um, an unknown quantity, mm. um, so I don't know. Um, yeah. Mm. yeah, he may have moved on from um, filmmaking to something he else. Used car salesman, perhaps. No, mm. well, nothing's happened since. Because I just saw you guys know, the the um, they didn't use they apart from sets, they probably used ordinary um, locations for the um. Well, what one would just yeah, so mm. saves money. Like um, um, I think they probably I'm not sure what locations they used, but they used a lot of desert scenes, a lot of. They did some of those, yeah, uh, yeah. Try to make sure that they didn't have too many, um, cl- you know, overbuilt overbuilt um, sets for their yeah, film. And, and and they spent the money on yeah other things like where have to where the um, Doctor Chrome was sitting in that sort of um, viewing chair area <laughs> on his spaceship. Well, it would do a set like that occasionally. Right. And the one for the uh, spaceship that uh, Ryan Chase was uh, flying around in. Yeah. That sort of stuff. That's yeah. where the money I also think the that sets. they may have used yeah, a lot yeah. of... I think they used a lot of swivel chairs, you know. Yeah, ordinary yeah. office chairs. You don't, you don't see down the bottom. No, so, but yeah. I could tell right away that yeah, yeah. they kind of moved too much, you know. A little bit too a much. A little too much. You wouldn't have wheelie chairs on a spaceship because they'd be all sliding all over the place. If you have, so. Yeah. Yeah, because I kind yeah. of noticed it right away. No, that's okay. Look, shoestring budget. You, you, look, you remember that, um, was it playing off out of space where they had the playing cockpit? Yeah. Well, they just had two ordinary wooden chairs for the pilots. Oh, remember in yeah. Johnny Depp's, um, Johnny, yeah, Johnny yeah, Depp's, Johnny, yeah. um, the, you know, movie version of Ed Wood? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, um, the, um, main actor asked, um, um, the Edward ga- um, actor, a uh, character. Um, where's the cockpit? You're scene? standing in it. And they they built it around <laughs> it. They, they put a, a shell over there, cut a bit of a wooden cutout, put a curtain across there, two wooden chairs, and, and gave him hold something which looked like a bit like a steering wheel type thing. Yeah. But that might be real. He's looking a bit. 
but no one would care because no one's been in the cockpit of an aeroplane. Yeah, I mean, uh, so, yeah. If, you, yeah, if you look at any cockpits mm. back in the day, you find that they're just um or just um um just a bit of a backdrop. Yeah. And you just see a bit of the um the the steering wheels and just the chairs. Yeah, and a, and a, and a panel behind them or two, or maybe a curtain or yeah, twiddly knobs. Yeah, anywhere. But you, you but you look at um I was going to say is. Joshua Kennedy, now he does independent movies. Yes, he has. He, and he does things pretty on the cheap, and they're, and they're reasonably good quality. I so, think I agree with you there. Um, but he, he'll use whatever he's got. Hmm. Uh, he, didn't he use a hallway and some ordinary chairs to pretend to be an aeroplane? Yeah, he did. Um, yeah, his yeah. own version of yeah. airport. Yeah. Which so pretty cool. You, I mean, you, you've got to be creative in this business. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the, and, and the creativity is can be limited by your budget. Yeah. Um, some people have got it, and some people try harder. I mean, th- and then going back to nineteen nineties, that would have been wet film, would it? Mm. It would have been digital. Mm. That's a lot, m- lot more expensive to do, mm. and you can't do a retail. You can't look at it. Oh, I took a some footage today. I, I've got to get it developed, so you can, and you can't keep going back and reputting the sets together and different things, and especially on a skinny mm. budget. Mm. So, um, yeah, I think for what it is. Um, I'm not going to give it a top grading later on, but it is a good effort by um, hmm. all people concerned, everybody involved with it, even though it has limitations. Hmm. How's that? I did think it was an awesome movie, especially <laughs> the... Hey, what was the one Mark Hamill was in? Where he played... Oh, uh, Laserhawk. Laserhawk. See, that's another one. I don't, that, that might have had a better budget. And that had a good story. That wasn't a great movie, but it was, wasn't too bad. Yeah, I think that the only yeah. reason was... It was good, was because Mark um, Hamill was in, it. <laughs> and that he was given top bill, bill. I mean, billing in. in yeah, Mark Hamill, blah blah, and his other people. Even well, though he only made a, ca- um, he well, pl- he's more of a co-character. In he's this, a, he's in that guy's movie. a nut, a nutcase in the asylum, and these people spring him out there, and, and that, he gets killed off, um, gets, say he, twenty or thirty, ten minutes later. Yeah. Which, you know, that's I love okay. like if you, if you were looking at the Psycho movie and think Marion Crane will live, be yeah. you know, throughout this the um, film, but actually gets killed off well, the first, during the far- sheriff scene. Yeah, first twenty minutes, was it? So, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, the leading lady gets killed off in the first twenty minutes. Now that's in a great innovation. Yeah. So yeah, um, but but anyway, he's getting back. We're digressing a bit now, but yeah, true, true. But you got, true. Like, getting on this guy here, you had you Ed Wood, Joshua Kennedy, independent guys are only limited generally by the budgets, and I think this guy's mm. movie, the Space Race, uh, was limited by its budget, mm. which is a shame because it could have been a lot better than what it ended up being. Mm. Mm. It was such a shame. There you go then. Yeah, do you want to rate this now? Yeah, look, I'll rate it. I mean, I haven't got too much to say. I, I can't find out too much about production and post-production and mm. stuff and, and where it was done and where it wasn't done. So, look, I'm going to go here. Look, I'm not going to be nasty and horrible. Me neither. Um, I made a pledge not to be nasty about any films. But I evaluate, again, holistically. Um, I think the directorship wasn't too bad. The sets, look, someone made a comment online somewhere. I was looking to read somewhere. Oh, I've got painted scenes. Haven't they heard of matte painting? A lot of movies, even today, have matte painting or the equivalent thereof. You know, um, mm. green screen. Remember that one? Hey, yeah. Yeah. yeah there's little other things. But so, yeah, uh, the quality of the back, uh, the background scenes might not be as good as some other movies. Mm. Um, but they made a good product with what they had. So I'm going to have to say, yeah, say mm. s- uh, seven, seven and a half. 
Yeah. I'm going to give it about um, seven and a half to yeah. two out of ten. Yeah, and that's no that's that's no disrespect on the people who made the movie because mm. I mean it is a cheaply made movie, but not cheap from their perspective. It's just mm. cheap in the budget. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, they they did the best what they had, and then yeah, and I always still I've said before in other uh, podcasts that there should be more assistance given to independents trying to get in the industry because they're going to be the new guys one day. Yeah, coming in and I making mean, the good movies. Yeah, if you're gonna get yeah. a new um, George or Stephen or, or Francis or Ford Coppola Mel, or somebody or Mel Brooks, you're gonna yeah. need to open your doors mm-hmm. and try to assist these people. Yeah, yeah, whether it's a movie or a TV series, they've got to bring some new blood in, and they're exactly. not doing it. And the ones who are trying, doing it like this, are skinny budgets. You know. Mm. Yeah, I don't want to see. It's very frustrating. Th- yeah, I don't want to see these um, movies. That, um, um, being turned away, yeah, no. they could turn out to be the next um, big thing. Well, I know. When you look at some of the movies we've done, Independence, um, Tassie Bites, that was independent. Yeah, that it was. was a damn fine movie. Mm. Uh, what's another one? Um, that would be. Um, let me see. I think um, um, Sleepaway Camp was an independent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're not bad movies, you know. And actually, uh, Tassie Bites would have made it to me to theatre status. Yeah, it would have. Yeah, it would have felt its own. I don't know if it did. I might have gone straight to DVD, and I'm not really sure. Mm. Um, but yeah, there's these new standalone guys are making some fine products, mm. and if they get some good backing behind them through what is it, Indiegogo and other things or whatever. Yeah, if only. Um, and those sort of places, uh, yeah, um, yeah. Someone has to help give them a hand. Yeah, if you Someone's want. Someone's got to have mm. some faith. Someone's got to take. Yeah a quantum leap sometimes to go in there and help a newbie. And I mean, I look at some of these new movies coming out, or recent movies, aren't you, in the past few years that some of the big studios have made and supposedly putting all this money into a big extravaganza and it's dropped dead at the box office Hmm. because they haven't got it right. Yeah. Are they running out of ideas? Perhaps, or maybe the, yeah. or just maybe the producers are taking more control of the directors. Whatever, but, but something's going because the directors, wrong. Yeah. the producers, they're the ones who hold the money. They yeah. they are the ones who just look after the financial. But stuff. they tell the director well, what they want, and yeah. the and director tries to make it happen. Yeah. And if they stick their nose in too many times and too many changes, then it can affect the storyline and mm. the continuity. And the and the people's acting skills, if they're getting frustrated, it'll show on the acting. Mm. So yeah, whatever. Anyway, that's the bit I'm going to talk yeah. about more yeah. about. Yeah, I get tired mm. of hearing about it myself. Yeah, but and it goes around in circles, guys. Um, but yeah, yeah, one of these days they're going to. I mean, next year one day they're going to have to look into their their these arrangements and find out you're going to need to um, if you need to change your. The, the way things are working in in the in production, yeah. you know, producing the movies. Yeah, You're gonna. Everybody have to wants money nowadays. I mean, yeah. you can't make a movie seriously. I mean, back in the olden days, olden days, get a camera, run around, people run around stage, whatever. It was different. I mean, different time. Hmm. People, um, uh, our audiences now are more mature. Uh, they want something better, and you can't just keep dashing out the same stuff all the time because mm. things change year to year, decade to decade, yeah, whatever. Um, so now they want bigger and better, or at least better storylines, better directorships, whatever. And 
you still need money behind mm. to make them good because you need sets, you need, if you go on location, you need decent money for the location shoots. You need money behind you. And if you haven't got it, you can't do as good as you like. Mm, agreed. But anyway, I think Nick Kimans, or if that, whatever, I hope I got the name right, Nick, uh, has done a pretty good job with his limited budget. So, mm. enough said. Enough said, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, guys. Anyway, um, if you, be sure to check it out, guys, when you can. Yeah, all you like to say, can't, can't find it on eBay or Amazon, but it is on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, feel free, do a YouTube. I can't see it available anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so, yeah, I don't normally recommend that. I like your people to buy movies or mm-hmm. hire them. Um, I don't know if it's around anywhere. It yeah. may be in America somewhere, in some video shop somewhere. I don't know, but. I can't buy a copy. Yeah. Mm. So um, this is about it. Uh, before we go again, I'm going to ask you um, if you haven't bothered to buy a ticket yet, um, I advise you guys definitely go and buy yourself a ticket to go check out um, Brisbane Backyard Film Festival. We'll be there and we would love to see you and guys there. And that's on the 4th and 5th, is it, of December? The 4th and 5th of um, December. So I mm. hope you guys will see you there. There's only, say, two more days or two more one more day two more days left to buy your tickets yeah there you go then so we'll be there on the saturday saturday night yes yeah, saturday. Saturday night. yeah so hope to see some of you local brisbaneites there mm. 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 so thanks for um, listening to us again and we'll all we'll talk to you soon this is sarah stevenson and the other one me michael and mm. we'll talk to you guys next time on boys and ghouls see you guys next time bye Ooh, bye